Hey everyone, Steve DeLaviaga, Sales Excellence. Uh, so excited about today. Today we're going to talk about um, the opportunity that I had to be engaged with one of the greatest mentors anybody could ever have, uh, and how I got through that experience and how it's helped me in life and sales and business. Um, we're going to talk about Coach Wood, who was uh, someone I had the great experience to work for for four summers. It starts off. I'm a senior in high school. Uh, our family is not wealthy by any means, and I wanted to go to Coach Wooden's basketball camp as a camper, uh, as a senior in high school. I was had dreams of playing in college, and obviously it was expensive to go to that camp. It was almost uh, $350 to go for the week, and so I sold ads in a school newsletter for two and a half months in the summer and earned $375 that I could go to camp. And I went to camp as a camper. I was one of 500 kids that actually went and uh, I went through the camp, had a great week and I was voted the MVP. And as the MVP at Coach Wooden's camps, you don't get a trophy, you get his pyramid of success as a plaque. And it's his roadmap to how you go and become great in this world. I went on to play high school basketball that year as a senior and I received a scholarship offer back to the school where I had been a camper at Cal Lutheran University. I accepted that scholarship offer. It was the only offer I got to go to school, so it made it easy to accept. I went back there and I played my first year and I was a freshman and my coach did not believe at the time in starting freshmen. So I was the leading scorer on the team at almost 14 points a game, but I never started a single game. And when the season ended and the year ended, I decided to stay on. I was going to work on my game over the summer and I applied to be Coach Wooden's head counselor. And I sent him a personal note. And I said, Coach, I was a camper at your camp last year. I was um, I was awarded your pyramid of success, and I've come back here to go to school. I'd like to be your head counselor. And much to my surprise, Coach reached back out to me and said, yep, deal, you'll do it. So for that summer and the next three summers, I was Coach Wooden's head counselor. What that means is we had between 550 to 600 kids a week for five weeks in a row between the ages of 8 and 18. And I would, in turn, manage 50 counselors who would make sure we kind of were assistant coaches, overseers, you know, making sure the kids didn't get into trouble, things like that. But one of the great parts, one of the amazing parts of this job of being the head counselor, I got to pick Coach up every morning and take him back to home every day. Now, Coach did not like to drive. I want to tell you how much he didn't like to drive. When he retired from UCLA after winning his 10th championship, 10 championships, seven in a row, with his retirement gift from UCLA was a brand new Bentley automobile. And coach still didn't like to drive it. So I would pick him up in my Zuzu iMark oxidized hood. My spare tire that was on the car was about a third the size of the other three tires because it wasn't an actual tire size. But coach would get in the car and for 45 to 50 minutes twice a day, we would drive. And I remember the first season I picked him up I said, coach, I'm reading your pyramid of success. Tell me the top, what's the best pyramid? What's the best uh, brick I can look at there and kind of focus on? He goes, well, Steve, uh, I built that intentionally. There was some intentionality in that pyramid of success. The cornerstones create the foundation. What are the cornerstones? And the cornerstones are enthusiasm on one side with sincerity. He said, your heart must be in your work. You must have a passion for what you do. If you do that, you'll stimulate others. If you stimulate others, 
that's your first step to be great as a player, as a coach, as a sales executive, as a team leader, as a sales leader, all those things. And the second cornerstone, the other side, was industriousness and ambition. There's nothing worthwhile that does not come from hard work. Be ambitious, but absolutely work at it every day. Ambition without work is simply a pipe dream. Ambitious with work ethic and industriousness and velocity, coupled with sincerity and enthusiasm. I took that to heart. I worked very hard thinking about how by being enthusiastic about training, I would start bringing players with me to my workouts. I would go grab guys um, uh, instead of you know, drinking on a Friday night. I'd grab, we'd go down and play three on three at the park together. We could work on our games. At that time, I was focused on that piece, and I've kept that cornerstones in my life throughout my whole life, no matter what I was doing, basketball, business, sales, etc. And it's always mattered. So the next year, I become an All-American in college. I'm the leading scorer in the NCAA's that year. I'm feeling pretty good about who I am. And next summer, I'm coach's head counselor again for the second year in a row. We're back in the car, and I say, "Okay, coach, I'm doing good with the sincerity and enthusiasm pillars. I'm doing good with the ambition, industriousness. What's the next pillar I should focus on?" And coach knew me a little bit, and coach was strategic. And he goes, "Well, Steve, I, I appreciate you're getting better now and you're improving, but I want you to read." The one that talks about confidence, because confidence is absolutely imperative. He said to greatness, but he read me a line, and I'll read it to you. It says, "Confidence is about respect without fear. Confident, not cocky." And coach made sure to look me directly in the eye when he said that. He knew I was a young kid, 20 years old, tasting a little success. That I needed to be humbled. Radical humility helps you grow in this business, whether it be sales, sport, etc. Your confidence will come from the faith in yourself and knowing that you've done the very best you can to become the best you're capable of becoming. Did you prepare yourself for being great? And the truth is, it's so true. Confident, not cocky. You need confidence in sales. You need confidence with your customers. But ego and cockiness kill deals. They kill growth. They kill your ability to ever be great. Because the smartest, most successful people I know. Are still always learning every single day. That's the reality. So I went ahead and I did that, and I worked more on listening instead of talking. I went more on asking people who were better than me, or smarter than me, or more successful than me. Hey, give me one thing. Give me a nugget. It got addicting in my life to be addicted to asking people, seeking people smarter, better, more successful. Tell me something you're doing there. What 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 are the books you're reading? Tell me something you do every morning that helps you stay centered and successful. And I've just become a collector of best practices over my whole life. And it started with this: confident, not cocky. So the next year, we end up winning. We make the playoffs. We have all these great things. It's my final summer with Coach, and I come to see Coach, and I pick him up, and I say, Coach, I'm working at it. I'm,、uh, I've been practicing being more radically humble. I'm focused on, you know, confident, not cocky. Give me the next pillar. He goes, well, Steve, read the top one. They'll tell you all you need to know. The top one is competitive greatness. It said, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. You got to have a real love of a hard battle. You need to be at your very best when your best is needed. And you know what? It's so true. You look at why Michael Jordan was considered the greatest ever played. He was in six Finals championships and he won all six. He was the MVP in all six. Every time they needed a big play, a big shot, a big steal, a big block, it was him. The very greatest athletes in the world know Tom Brady, LeBron James, Stephen Curry, 
You know, these guys, they know you've got to be at your best when your best is needed. And you've got to have a real love of a hard battle. I love it when things get tough in sales. I think sales executives and sales leaders make their bones when the market goes down, not up. When things get difficult, all the lip syncers got to now put lip syncing and start singing. That's when sales greatness occurs. In the very end, the last thing, uh, how he defines success. It's one of my favorite quotes. Success is peace of mind, which comes from a direct self-satisfaction and knowing you did the very best you could to become the best you were capable of becoming. He said to me one time, the very last week, so I got to spend time with him. He said, you don't want to look back in your rocking chair at 91 and say, I wish I'd have done a little bit better here. I wish I'd have done more of this. I've had people ask me before, hey, Steve, do you wish you played more in the NBA? You wish you got like a shot to play in the NBA? And here was the truth. I wasn't good enough. There's nothing I could have done that would have made me good enough. I worked as hard as I possibly could with what I had. I was a 6'3", slow, skinny kid. And um, I got to go play overseas. And I can honestly say I got the best out of what I could be in basketball. That was it. Now, when you go into parenting or life or business, it's the same thing. Both of these plaques hung on my children's wall for most of their uh, young adult teenage years. Because the truth is, it's the cornerstone of success. And I've tried to take things from this, no matter what part of stage of life I was in, and say, okay, how can I grab this and make it part of now being the greatest sales leader you can be in this space? And the truth is, all of this stuff applies. All of it applies. And I love it because now I just take that and instead of practicing a jump shot or a three-pointer or a step back, I'm focused on how do I help salespeople uh, be strong mentally, emotionally, and physically? How do we help people keep poise in a tough situation? How do we help them find true value-added solutions for folks as we go through the process of helping our clients win, which in turn helps us win? So look back, you know, from a mentor perspective, um, make sure you're somebody gleaning something from people every week that are smarter than you. Take that and make it part of your repertoire. Learn it, understand it, pour into it. And I always say this, be careful what profits you pick. Too many people espouse things they've never actually done. Coach Wooden was the coach of the century in the 1900s. Won 10 national championships, seven in a row. Was also one of the greatest human beings I ever got to spend time with. He lived to be 94 years old. He had 110, 110 children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, living within 60 miles of him when he passed in Southern California. True measure of greatness. Go be great today. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it.